Hi, I'm Stephanie Wainwright. I'm a wife, a mom, a business owner, and my life is chaotic all the time. So I created this podcast to help you find the funny, the good, while navigating through the chaos. This is Chaotic Compass Podcast. Hey guys. Hey, what's up? It's Stephanie here, uh, Chaotic Compass Podcast. In case you don't know, I uh, sip and I bitch on a weekly basis about all the things that are going on in my life or just things that I am struggling with that I'm navigating through. Uh, hopefully it uh, is trying to help me and hopefully it helps you in the same process. So this week, uh, kind of going off of the cuff here, I don't really have a solid topic, but it's like a an idea. And so just just stick with me. Okay. And I'm hoping that this can can resonate with some of you guys out there. So I'm going to be super, super blunt. My, um, my husband and I have been struggling for for some time now, um, as far as, you know, in a personal relationship. Um, it's the, I feel like it's the weight of everything else uh, takes precedence. And when it comes time to you know, us and like actually have, because my, my love language, in case you didn't know, I'm sure you've heard it from other episodes, but my love language, number one is, uh, words, words of affirmation and then quality time. So when I don't get the quality time and I don't get the words, um, it's really hard. And I guess that I'm kind of selective when it comes to that. Like, I don't like superficial conversations. It kind of is one of my pet peeves when people are, you know, talking about the weather or, you know, asking about how the kids are doing. It's like, you know, I don't take offense to it, but it's like, God, that's so superficial. And so when it comes to, you know, on a weekly basis, my husband and I really try our best to at least once a week have a date night. Um, it is something that I've tried to implement since day one. It's actually part of our quote, quote, contract that we made when we first started dating. Um, date nights have always been a priority to me because I've been in relationships where, you know, spending time with me was kind of a second thought, a second whim, a second option, really. It wasn't a priority and it was always a priority for me. Spending time with your significant other is a priority for me. And so we make it a priority to do date nights. And there have been some date nights where there is so much shit going on between the kids and with work. Date night time is typically the first time that Ryan and I have actually gotten to slow down and talk. And I want to use that time for just us but because we haven't been able to slow down there's a lot of things that we have to get out and then sometimes it just that you know other topics ransack our our date nights our time it's been really hard and I have felt like and I'm not don't get me wrong like I'm being super I'm trying to be as super honest with you and there I know there are some of uh some people that actually listen to this that know Ryan and I so it's like don't like don't come at me. Don't come at him. You know, it's just being, this is my therapy. This is where I come to sip and I bitch about things. You know, I, I take it super hard 
and I take it super personally when Ryan doesn't talk about just us or what's in front of us or, you know, things that aren't job or kid related. And I've in the past, and I'm working really, really hard to not to blame him in particular for that, because I do it too, as far as not making sure that the conversations are self-centered, I guess, about us. I don't know. That that sounds really bad. But I have been struggling with feeling like I am playing second to, you know, the kids, the business, all of the fires that are going on. And I always feel like, I always feel like I have to be a fire, quote, quote, to get my husband's attention. Let me give you an example. We, if we don't talk or communicate, you know, it is what it is. But I feel like I don't get his attention until I'm pissed off. I'm upset, you know, and then he sees me as a fire and then he tries to put my fire out. Then I'm a priority then. I don't know if that makes sense, but I don't want to give too many examples as far as like our own like personal tips, but it's just, it's not been healthy um, with where we're at. There's been this one last time it was like, he, he does this a lot. Like he'll be like, Hey, what do you think about this? But then give me only 10 minutes or so to talk. And it's like, if you know me, I like to talk and I can talk about a certain subject that I'm passionate about for a while. And to give me a little, a lot of time is I feel in my eyes, he's not trying to be, but in my eyes, I see it as disrespectful. And so he kind of did that the other day. I was like, look, man, you asked me, you know, this question, we haven't been able to pick this back up. And now you're only giving me a couple of minutes, like we need to set a time to talk about this. Like this is kind of a big deal. It's about our business. And this is a kind of a big deal. And he's like, okay, all right. So tomorrow morning, you know, I'll have an hour, you know, while we're waiting for the bus, let's talk then. I was like, okay, cool. That'll give me and I was like, you know, we'll set a timer or we'll just put a reminder that, you know, at 815, we'll just cut it off. So, you know, you'll have enough time to go get Isla on the bus. And then I'll keep keep doing what I'm doing with work. He had forgotten. The next morning, he had forgotten. I'm literally sitting in bed. And I'm waiting for him to because he had gone downstairs um, to make breakfast or whatever. And I was waiting for him to come back upstairs and to have this conversation about these topics that we needed to discuss. And I found it even more disrespectful that he had forgotten. And now I'm having to remind him that is another huge source of contention. Like I feel like I'm the reminder in the family. Okay, if you have a significant other, do you feel like that? Or do you feel like you are being constantly reminded? I don't know. I feel like if I didn't remind people of things, everything would fall apart. I don't know. It's a thought. It's a thought in my head. And it's probably unrealistic. I'm an intelligent person and it probably is unrealistic. But I feel like things would just fall apart if I was incapacitated, honestly, (laughs) you know. And I'm trying to get the kids and my husband to be more self-sufficient. I don't know. I feel like, especially with Ryan, I am a reminder for him. Like, hey, don't forget you're supposed to go to this place today. Hey, don't forget to pick up this on the way home. You know, like, hey, you forgot to have this meeting with me. And so it was two two things. Like, 
I felt like disrespected because he did forget. And then two, I felt really pissed off because I was the one having to do the reminding. And so for the last few weeks, I have been, this is like just one example of how I was feeling. And I feel like these, and it's not a big deal. It's not huge. It's not detrimental. It's just one one time after another. And I feel like, you know, it's like I've got my job and I'm trying to get all four kids to where they need to go. And I'm trying to do this with the podcast, trying to get that to grow. And it's like, if I've got to keep reminding you of the things that you said you were going to do, I might as well make that my full-time job. And I'm not getting paid for that. And so it's like, what, what is going on? Like, you've got to, and it's like, I've given him a little notebook. I've given him several tools. I've given given him a little notebook to write shit down in that he carries around in his in his pocket. I've got several calendars that he can write on to remind himself or to remind me. Um, you know, we've got whiteboards galore to put customers' names down and and things that we've got going on that need attention. There's so many there, you know, even, even without the tools that I've implemented, you've got a fucking phone for Christ's sake. You've got a phone to remind yourself, you know, saying, Hey, you, because if I say it, she's gonna, but Hey, you remind me at this time to do this. I feel like he just doesn't get it. And so it's like several instances of this and you know, it came down to like this final blow. And I've been feeling like this for for some time. And it's like, I've been blaming him, like I'm waiting for him to change, you know, and because I'm waiting for him to change, then I feel like that's setting myself up for disappointment when he doesn't get it right. And so there's, there's two things there. It's like, Placing blame isn't going to do anything that these are the two things that I've realized just in this scenario. Number one, placing blame isn't going to solve the problem. It doesn't solve the problem. It's literally just placing blame. Scenario or with the scenario number two, it's not going to get any better when you're waiting for somebody else to do something. At least in my opinion. Now, this is just me and Ryan and our, our situation. So I can't make him do anything. I can't make him do anything. I can't make anybody do anything. I can't make him do the things that he says he's going to do. So I have to figure out me. And so that's what I've been doing. I've been, you know, instead of being the reminder or the the pointer outer, you know, I keep calling myself the whole pointer outer in our, our relationship. Like he's just driving the boat along and I'm like, hey, there's a hole and needs some attention. And if I wouldn't do that, he would literally just drive the boat right on into the ground, you know, into the bottom of the sea. And I feel like he would just be that last man standing and be completely oblivious that, you know, I'm the bilge alarm. I'm, you know, who put... Who put that job on me? You know, who who made me that person? Who made me that bitch? And so I was like, all right, take a step back, Steph. You can't make him do anything, but placing blame isn't doing anything. So what do you need to do? You have to do something. And so I literally took a step back from 
all the things. I ran an experiment in this house. I was like, you know what? Take a step back. Don't say anything about nothing no more. I'm not going to be the nitpicker. I'm not going to be this the whole pointer outer. I'm not going to be that person. Oh my God. Y'all, <laughs> the amount of shit that was everywhere. The kid's room was a disaster. And I was just like, don't walk in there, Stephanie. You won't have to see it. Shit still laying in the floor, leftover from vacation. And when we had gone to Ryan's mom's house for a weekend, like, don't say nothing. Like, it's not just your shit. It's everybody's shit. So, fuck it. And, you know, just cups and trash and things. And it's like, I'm going to do me. I'm not going to tell anybody to do the dishes anymore. I'm not going to tell anybody to take out the trash. It's not my job. I'm not going to be this person anymore. I literally gave up for weeks and it all just was like shit everywhere I I I one day I had gotten such bad anxiety because I hate clutter clutter gives me anxiety and it was like I literally am texting Ryan I'm like oh my god you don't see it and here 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 and I listed all of the things this let me paint you a picture of what I'm at where I'm at mentally was like in the floor in the fetal position so upset just freaking out and having a panic attack and I was like you know what get up pick yourself up and get out of this house if this house is your source of contention if the shit is a source of contention and nobody else sees it then stop sitting here seeing it I'm like I've got to do something about me and I've got to fix my mental health and where I'm at and so I have, I've done the experiment. I literally painted the picture for Ryan, you know, about this is where my mental health is. And we're in this, in this weird state of if isn't working for me. I love him to death. I love him so fucking much. It's not even funny. Like he is the person for me, but oh my God, he is the person that drives me up a wall a hundred times worse than the kids combined. And so it's like, you got to take a step back from this relationship. It's so, it's not good for you right now. So it's like, and I'm telling him these things. I'm saying, this is the problem. These are my problems. And like, I'm not okay. I'm literally telling him that these are the problems. This is the issue. I'm not okay. We, you and I need to figure out how to move forward here. Because I can't keep doing what I'm doing. This isn't, this is no longer serving me. Saying what I said, you know, I was literally like, we need to, we need to take a break from each other. We need to not do this anymore. We need to take a break. He got so defensive and he's like, you know what? Like each time I kind of get to this place, it kind of gets for him, it gets to this place too of like defensiveness and immaturity come out and you know, he had said some things that, that made sense as far as, you know, I've learned patience from him, but it's like, I shouldn't, like, I've learned a lot from him as far as how to fight, how to be patient, how to um, have a conversation and hear what the other people, you know, like what the other person is saying and communicate better, communicate with an ADD person, you know, like, I've learned so much, but it's like, I, I feel like you aren't getting this. You aren't learning this right here. 
And so I'm, I'm trying to take a step back. And I'm met, I feel like I'm being met with a lot of immaturity and defensiveness. And then so I shut down. When I'm trying to make a point, and I feel like it's a valid point, um, and I'm not being heard, I shut down. I, I've done this. It's not healthy. It's not healthy. Um, I've done this since I was a kid. You know, I just, I can't. Like, my brain literally can't. So I roll over and I'll go to sleep. And then the next morning, he's acting like everything is fine. Brings me a cup of coffee like he normally does. He tells me he loves me. He tries to kiss me on the forehead. Like, oh my God. Like, it's like, oh my God, you're being so sweet. And any woman should be swooning. But it's like, I feel like I'm not, I feel like I'm in the twilight zone. Like, I'm not even on this planet. Like, where? what am I even doing I'm struggling with so many aspects in, you know, with our, with our business and with trying to keep the kids organized and the fucking bus, fuck that bitch. And then trying to just keep the house organized. And, and now I'm not even being heard by the person who is supposed to be in it with me that that's hard. And so it's like, I feel trapped. I feel like I can't do anything. I feel like I can't do anything but figure out how to bring joy to just me. And there was two things that have happened in the last 24 hours that have really stuck with me. There was this uh, this podcast I had listened to. Hold on, let me get it together. I'm I'm leaking. My eyeballs are leaking. I can't control it. Hold on. You can't just wipe your eyes when you wear glasses. So annoying. I was listening to this podcast and it was talking about um and forgive me, I, I did not catch this guy's name, but uh talking about he had uh he had worked his way up. He was in his fifties and he was supposed to be living at the top. From the outside looking in, it was like there shouldn't, he was at the top of where he was at. He had done so much for this company and he should be able to retire within less than the next 10 years or so. And he should be fine. And he was so unhappy, so unhappy. And he had taken years and he was writing all these little notes and he was trying to figure out a path to his happiness. He had made, um, in a business plan, Okay, so he had made a personal mission statement, which I've never actually heard of this, but apparently it's a thing. But in a business, when you're making a business plan, you have to make a mission statement um, and you have to find your core value and then center all your things in your business around this core value. Make sure it aligns with that or you're supposed to. This guy had made a personal mission statement and then he was trying to figure out, well, how do I do this every single day of my life? And he was trying to figure out his road to happiness. And it was like he would write on post-it notes. He literally had like a notebook or like a shoebox or something that he was carrying around pretty much every day of like things that brought him joy. And he was just, and then I guess one day his wife had asked about it or Red was in it. I don't know. You should write a book. It's, he's like, no, 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 it's fine. It's just my, you know, my post-it notes. It's just my, my shoe box. It's just my things. It's fine. You know, it's just, I'm just trying to 
keep focused and keep pushing through. You know, I'm just trying to get to retirement so I can get here. She's like, you could be here now. I mean, we've, we've got plenty of money. It's the kids are, you know, wherever, or I don't even know the whole center around their circumstances, but it's like they were financially well off. And so she's like, if you're not happy, you're not happy, then let's get happy. Let's figure it out. And so he literally had done like the notes that he was taking. He literally done research, like scientific research on happiness. Like what is happiness? What is the difference between happiness and contentment? How do you, what is the equation? Like what is the mathematical equation for happiness? Um, it was very interesting, this podcast. And so I'll have to dive in and uh, find that again. But anyways, I, I listened to some of this podcast and it was intriguing. And I want to, this guy wrote several books. Forgive me. I should. And so I told you I was literally going off the cuff. Okay. So I apologize for not having this guy's information. But by the time I edit this and post it, I'll put it in the show notes. Okay. So just forgive me. But this guy had written a book. And he was literally talking about there is an equation for happiness or there's a equation that the, to happiness, there's an equation. And one of the ingredients for happiness is, is this, it's, it's like enlightenment. I don't, I'm not hundred percent sure. Don't quote me. Okay. Don't come at me. I <laughs> pleasure plus people plus a memory equals this one ingredient for happiness and so but it's like if you just if you remove like if you're just doing something that brings you pleasure by yourself like if you're drinking by yourself whoops me hi um if you're drinking by yourself and that brings you pleasure then that actually can lead to addiction and it's like whoa wow that's interesting or if you're you know whatever like think you know think of the things that you could potentially do in solitude, like, like how social media isn't really people like you're not face to face with people. It's mine is social, but not social. And so binging that can have a an addiction factor and then a negative uh, effect on your mental health. So if you binge social media, this is probably why. So it's like probably cut that shit out, right? But it was interesting to see what the guy was talking about. The other thing, the the I always think of these as signs. Like last week I did an episode on signs, like needing a very clear sign. Like this is your sign. Um, this was another sign like yesterday. Was it yesterday or Monday? I don't know. One of the, one of the days this week I had heard this new song. It's from... Old Dominion, it's a country band, and I cannot remember the girl that they sing with because she's kind of new, up and coming, but, and it's called Can't Break Up Now. If you want to look it up, I actually have the reference here, but basically talking about un, trying to unwind the things that you have built together. It's like, I can't unlearn all the things that you taught me. I can't... Um, you know, unlearn the lyrics to our favorite songs. You know, it was just one of those like, God, really? Like, ah. 
you know, and it's like, I keep seeing like back in, you know, the last episode, I keep talking about one, two, threes and three, two, ones and keep pushing through, keep pushing through. And it's like, and then I get that song. It's like, I'm not trying to break up with them. I'm not trying. And it's not even breakup is so immature. It's I'm literally married to him. I'm not trying to divorce him. I'm not trying to end the relationship. But I can't keep doing what I'm doing. I can't. Like, because if I keep doing what I'm doing, I am mentally not okay. And it's just going to expedite the mental decline. Being real. Just being real. If you are struggling mentally, I get it wholeheartedly. And I just keep selling myself. Like, selling. I Yeah, I keep selling myself. What the what in the prostitution? Um, I keep telling myself that it's, I am worthy. I'm worthy. I'm worthy of change. I'm worthy of something different. I'm worthy of happiness. I'm worthy of being my higher self. Um, I keep telling myself that over and over because if I let the darkness come in, that's when the negative thoughts and I am trying to not let myself get there. So if you struggle with mental health, you are loved, you are seen, you are heard, you are valued. <laughs> but that's, this is my, my two cents for today. It's, I come on here and I talk about all of the things that bother me and I struggle with. And I don't want to ever paint a picture that my life is perfect. It is far from perfect. We, Ryan and I, we struggle. We have had some pretty brutal arguments until like 2 a.m. We love fiercely and fight fiercely. I always remind myself of that. It is something so crazy that we do. Um, and I've never had that with anybody. I've never seen somebody fight so hard for me. And I don't think I've ever fought so hard for, for somebody else to, to get them to see. But I think it just boils down to it's like, he's worth fighting for. Um, it's just I'm tired. Get it together. He is worth fighting for, but I don't have any fight left in me. I'm just mentally just tapped out. I'm mentally tapped out. And I'm realizing this so so quickly and so hard that every single thing that might be a minor inconvenience for somebody else, I am just crippled and I'm trying to stay positive, but holy shit, that's hard. So, um, thanks for sticking with me and my hot blubbering mess. I'm telling you guys, this is my therapy. This is me and my therapy. So I got it out there and it's out there in the world and you know, it is what it is. If you're struggling, here's your sign. One, two, three, three, two, one. Keep pushing through. You've got this, okay? Oh, man. Did not anticipate this to, to go the way it did. So um, I thank you guys for listening. I appreciate you tuning in. And as always, have a great night. Thanks for tuning in, guys. I appreciate all of your love and support. If you really love today's episode, you should subscribe. And if you subscribe, then you get notifications of when my next episode launches. So 
Another way to be super awesome would be to leave a rating and review or recommend it to your friends and family. If you're wicked awesome, you've already done all three. Another way to keep up with me and my crazy family is check out my website at chaoticcompass.com and I do blog and other stuff there. So I appreciate everything for you guys. I do this for you. So keep it up because the more you subscribe, the more I do.